0: Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to the Speaking Podcast. This is our ongoing series, Speaking COVID, and I'm proud to bring back my friend and expert in the field of microbiology, Maria Chrysler. She's also an entrepreneur, a successful company of B2 Naturals. Maria, welcome back. Good to have you.
1: Thanks, Bill.
0: So let's jump right in. Actually, Maria, I feel feel like now that I've got an expert on the podcast, let me start with, I've been sharing with my radio audience that I started intermittent fasting. Now, it kind of happened by accident because I were finally back on stage and I I had three shows last weekend and it just happened I went 18 hours without eating because I never eat before I perform and and I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good. I'm pretty energized. So I just did some research and I'm like uh, eight or or what is it? No, 16, eight. like that's a thing so i started i'm on day five now and i feel fantastic yeah
1: so i was going to ask you what what happened to your energy level you know after you did it that first day you probably recognized that you got you know this huge boost and thought wait a minute i've not even eaten
0: yes yes i would say my peak energy was when i hit the stage that night for the second show and it was an eight o'clock show and i had Literally not eaten all day I'd had something early in the morning and you know, something but but you know there I was hours later And I felt great.
1: Right, right Why? So Starts feeding off of fat right instead of using uh, just your that easy glucose charge So every time you eat, I don't know It's always surprises me when people you know, I go into a restaurant and there's these massive portions and I think who who can eat all this? I mean, maybe once upon a time when I was a teenager, I would eat these large, you know, like a whole pizza to myself. You're a growing yeah. teen and you know, all this stuff. My things. son still does
0: that at 18.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you and you do that because you think, you know, you're invincible and it's never going to come back to haunt you and all that good stuff. But, um, but truly when you, when you starve yourselves of that glucose, that easy process, um, you, you actually boost your immune system. So your immunoglobulins track up. And your energy level goes up because you're actually using fat as fuel. So there's a lot of, there's a lot, I mean, nutritionists know this, right? Um, there's, you can find information all over the web, all over Instagram, all over social media about the benefits of intermittent fasting. It's more than just your immune system. Truly.
0: Yeah. It it's interesting. You deliver, it helps your- you're right about that. My, It's funny to say because my son, there are certain restaurants that, and especially the chains where he won't go to, he's very healthy. He does his protein shakes and he's, he, he just eats right. Uh, he just eats a ton because he's still growing. He's 18. He's, um uh, he's six two. And I think he's got another inch in him and, uh, he's at his peak lifting, you know, he played three sports and he boxes and played football. And, um, but to watch him eat, it's, it's like watching a shark. Right. So, so, but, but he eats, the right kind of food, like he'll balance it. He'll have a kale salad. He'll have the meat without the bread. He won't overeat potatoes and things like that. And just some of these restaurants out there, the portions they give you, um, just, it's gross. Like there's no way not to feel gross at the end. I started, um, I read a book called Wheat Belly. I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but Wheat Belly was life-changing for me because the doctor who wrote it talked about the ancient grains and how grains a thousand years ago were high in fiber, protein. It was like eating bread all those years ago. It was like eating an apple. Now it's all hybridized. It's all just sits there. So I buy einkorn pasta, and uh, I find that I can now enjoy pasta again because I'm not eating the processed crap that we have on the shelves today.
1: You can get um, chickpea pasta. Chickpea. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Yep, that's really really good. It's great and high in fiber. And then um, another ancient food that's really fantastic for nutrition is black rice i mean it's black rice. black rice yeah but it, it takes a long time to cook you know um you're better off soaking it like you would beans um mm-hmm. overnight and then you know boiling it otherwise it's going to take you you know an hour and a half to boil it at least um, all right
0: good advice um,
1: super nutritional food
0: so yeah so you've got, you've got a very successful company, uh, a, a B2, and the natural stuff, the tinctures. I love it. It's a great product. Fantastic. Uh, both my wife and I are using it and sleeping better. She's feeling great. So, you know, and you and I have had these conversations before when we first met, I don't know, a few months ago. I feel like I've known you a long time now. Um, and we talk about natural healing and things that boost your immune system naturally. And I think there's been a move away in this country from that, people expecting hey, there are diseases and viruses out there, but don't worry, the government's gonna come in and big pharma's gonna come in and there's a magic potion, right? And and so now we've got this situation with the vaccine. And I wanna talk about this for a minute from your uh, scientific background, because we heard, I just wanna set it up for, for the audience. We heard Dr. Marty McCary, who is from Johns Hopkins Medical School. He's a top ranked doctor known now I'm sure around the world and seems like a pretty smart guy and he wrote an article in the um in the wall street journal a few weeks back saying that a american america would hit herd immunity by april b the reason is that um the natural immunity impacted 55 of america when this thing started people had some natural immunity and he's concluded that more than 200 million americans have already had coronavirus so when you look at those numbers Well, number one, it shows that if those numbers hold up, which it seems they have, everybody tended to agree when this started that everyone was going to get coronavirus, that the infectious infection death rate would be about the same as the flu, number one. And number two, um, people are being told that they all should get the vaccine. States like New Jersey are saying we can't open up until almost every adult, 70% is vaccinated, yet Two-thirds of the country's already had coronavirus, and there are a growing number of health experts saying, wait a minute, if you've already had coronavirus, you probably should not get the vaccine. So tell me, why are there a growing number of health professionals warning against the vaccine if you already had COVID?
1: Well, so I understand your question, and I'll I'll add to it a little bit, Um, not for clarification, but just, just to let people know you know, those health professionals, they're not just warning against, you know, having the vaccination if you've had coronavirus. But here's the thing is if you did have coronavirus and you were immunologically susceptible to it, keep in mind, um, what people need to understand is there's a reason some people get sick and others do not. Now, why is that? You might have an underlying condition that you're not yet aware of. You know, what happens is these physiological processes go in, go on inside of our bodies and they take a while to come out and express themselves physically, right? So if, you know, there's, there's a reason why, you know, population A gets the coronavirus and population B does not. And that's because of an innate immune response. If you have a depressed response or some sort of a comorbidity, whether that be age Um, diabetes, we know that glucose is terrible for your immune cells, um, well in your body in general. And, and we have a lot of processed foods in our diets and things like that. So if you were already susceptible to the coronavirus and you go and you, you accept the shot, what we, what we know now, and I can provide you with references after the fact, um, is that accepting the shot does in fact change your immune response. And we know that now from pub.med and from the NIH that they're warning um, under informed consent that you are more likely to get sick having had the injection. So not only were you susceptible the first time, but now after the injection, you are 100% more likely to get sick again, and probably worse, probably worse than maybe you did the first time.
0: Why is that?
1: Your innate immune response has been changed. And this is because of, and this is Dr. Fauci's words as well. And the press has been asking him these questions about antibody dependent enhancement. And I know that you know, people may or may not understand what antibody dependent enhancement means, but generally speaking, I mean, I can go into the science of it, the spike proteins that we're using and all of these things, but when you use a messenger RNA, keep in mind, we've never used messenger RNA before. We've used RNA, we've never used messenger RNA. Why is this different? Well, messenger RNA transcribes and is actually expressed from inside of your cell. It goes into your cell and attaches inside of your cell and becomes an expression of your body. So of your body, I mean of your cell, right, in general. And this can happen, this expression can happen in all cells of your body, all cells. So once they, they, they call this the Trojan horse effect. Now researchers have known about this. They have known about this. And a lot of people have been trying to speak out and speak up against it. Um, but the Trojan, the Trojan horse effect is real whereby you've got this synthetic that comes inside of your body, goes into the cell and starts replicating inside of your, inside of your cells. It renders your innate immune response, literally helpless. So you get your cytokine storm, you get these, you know, innate reactions like you're supposed to, but you also have a, a piece of your immune system that comes in, cleans up the mess right? So here's the cytokine storm and here's these fragments and here's all of this. I'm going to come in and clean up this mess. What the messenger RNA does is it actually, actually copies, um, proteins and pieces that are already in the, in the cell of your body, right? So the second, the second wave, the second response that comes in and cleans up the fragments from the cytokine storm is rendered helpless. If Let me just
0: ask you, Maria, if to back up just a bit when you said uh, this mRNA, which is uh, lowercase m standing for messenger RNA that you're talking about. Uh, you said we've never used it, meaning we've not used it as a vaccine or like because the people who are proponents, I had this argument with a friend of mine saying that, well, mRNA is a tried and true method that we have uh, known about and studied for decades. So no. what- what are we using it for that they're able to use that talking point and not and, and that's get not true? Out? So
1: your friend is confused between RNA and messenger RNA. It's a fact. We have never ever used messenger RNA, and this is why. So they tried this back in 2012, 2013, whenever MERS came out. They tried to use these um, spike proteins with messenger RNA to deliver a vaccine. Um it it what was stated was that it was absolutely too dangerous because of the antibody dependent enhancement that, that they knew at the time was going to potentially be a Trojan horse for your so, immune system.
0: So, so what does Fauci say about that when he's asked?
1: Okay. So, so what I saw, I saw what I saw a news conference. And what he says is we don't know hmm. Well, we do know because there is a study and Dr. Sherry Tempany actually has this. I'm going to give you, um, at the end of this, I'm going to make sure that you have the website for your listeners to go, and she's got a Vaxxter, V-A-X-X-T-E-R.com website, where she's actually done all of the research, um, you know, like one through six on these papers, and discusses, um, you know, everything from A to Z about these vaccinations, COVID, the whole nine yards. Um, I don't I don't know that I would personally trust anything that Dr. Fauci said ever Um, I feel like people are getting lost in the media messaging and, you know, people want to say, I'm going to follow the science, I'm going to follow the science, but you you have to understand they're following scientists and not all scientists are, are, how do I want to say, not all scientists are actually Uh, you know, have your best interests at heart. They have monetary benefit, many of them. You have to understand that when people are suppressed with their message, they're probably trying to deliver the truth and they're not monetarily um, enhanced. So
0: when when they tried this mRNA uh, unsuccessfully in uh, 2012-13 with MERS, what was the downside, how long, how, how many trials went on? Did they find, did they discover the problem through animal trials or were people exposed and hurt?
1: I'll tell you what they did. Um, so in the animal trials, this was a problem. So what happened in these animal trials was that, um, remember I t- I talked about the first wave and the second wave of the immune response. You know, that first wave, everybody understands cytokine storm. That's what your natural killer cells do is they create this inflammatory process you know, to, to encircle this, this pathogen or this synthetic. Right. And then, you know, the second wave comes in, cleans everything up and you get to start feeling better. That's very so general.
0: In layman's terms for a dummy like me. The first wave is you're fighting the pathogen.
1: That's your fight and flight. Correct. That is, I'm going to, I'm going after this. I recognize this as foreign, what happens whenever this expression starts is inside of your cell, your immune your immune system doesn't necessarily recognize that right as foreign and here's this thing replicating in all the so different what's
0: the second things. wave then? what does that
1: mean is a second it's a second type of macrophage that comes in and actually cleans up the mess right gets rid of you know this packaging this cytokine storm and all so of
0: Cleans things. up after the battle
1: Correct. so what happened was you've got so concentrate you've got two macrophages In these animal models, when they tried this before with these spike proteins, this is what happened. Um, In 100% of the animals that died, 100% of them, um, what happened was they they did autopsies. They were able to pick out the type one macrophages. They actually saw zero evidence of the type twos. So they know that by using this messenger RNA, that it disables the second phase of your immune response.
0: So what does that mean? You don't heal, you don't fully recover. What is the it
1: Means you can drown in your own inflammation in your cells. So what I've been telling people is that this is what this is what we know very simplistically about your innate immune system. We know that your immune system gobbles up clots every day, all day, every day, right? Little microclots. This is what your immune system does. It recognizes, you know, cells that replicate too much, like in the case of cancers, right? So you have way too many white cells and you've got this little tumor. Um, and so it comes in and it gobbles it up, right? So we, your immune system protects you from cancers, from, um, you know, different viral responses, um, bacteria, toxins, all of this. This is what it does. So what we know is, is that, when you render a piece of your innate immune response and you start you start um, genetically modifying this, what what do you think is going to happen in the cases of cancers, autoimmune diseases, pulmonary arterial hypertension? We know that these spike proteins navigate directly to the lung cells. I mean, what we're going to have to do is for the people who have been vaccinated, keep a very close eye on some of these other um, comorbidities because we're gonna need to look at baselines, right? And then after this coming fall and winter, when people get a re-exposure, we're gonna have to look and see, okay, what types of other diseases are we seeing creep up? And what populations are they creeping up in, right?
0: is that why i mean this is a loaded question so we're not going to be able to answer it in one we'll have to have you back to answer the full question here but they're saying even if you're vaccinated uh, fauci and the others uh, who i think have become very politicized docs for sure uh, they're saying yeah but you still have to keep your distance and wear a mask are they worried that you're going to have a rash of of deaths among vaccinated folks from other things so they're saying as long as they're wearing a mask and keeping the distance um, maybe they will avoid some of the germs and the spread. I mean, other than the masks being shown over the last 20 years, well, last hundred years to have, have no impact on stopping viral spread. Is that in your opinion, one of the reasons they may be calling for it now?
1: So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, there's a couple different things here. So one, um, the masks make you, you know, over 85% more likely to get sick. All right. So so, then when you go and you have an injection and you're wearing a mask, and you're wearing a mask, I don't, I, what I don't understand is what people don't understand about their own innate immune system. So, both of these things are, are you're making changes in your body that, that are putting it into shock physiologically. You're putting your cells into shock. So, you're asking your body to, you're asking these other stimuli after you've assaulted it basically twice. Right. So one, you have the synthetic and you genetically modify what's already happening inside of your body, you know, by by having an injection. But two, you know, you're, you've got a mask on and you're you're making your cells hypercapnic or, you know, increased CO2 and hypoxic decreased oxygen um, and then expecting them, you know, to do a great job and recover. The scientists know this. Fauci knows this. All right. These people know these things. And I I don't understand why they would say you know, go ahead and you might still want to wear a mask unless unless they're concerned about these uh, so-called variants, right? So you've heard about these 4,000 variants of this coronavirus that are out there. The 4,000 variants or more, um, what I want your listeners to understand is, you know, the government or, or anybody else who comes out, the, and I know that the pharmaceutical companies have already made these top-up vaccinations. So they've already put into production three, four, five to deal with these so-called variants. And what people need to understand is, is that you do not need another injection for a variant because, you know, even if it's, even if it is, um, it's been proven or, or demonstrated um, in other studies that, the, that these variants are only a 0.03% or so difference from the original strain and you have immunity you know clear up to um you know a 20 percent difference and more so you don't need another injection is is what i'd like people to understand but what i what i do know is is that um you know there's no way that variants can't be made because you know here you have fauci and all these other people saying go ahead and put a mask on but what do you think is going to happen you know every time you assault your body it makes a change So your body's smart you know it's it is a smart system so every time you assault it like that and you do something that that is that is you know antagonistic to your cells at a physiological level you're going to get a change it's going to respond because your body knows how to survive right that's it's a smart system that's what it does so you put a mask on you're you're going to make changes you know, inside your your pulmonary arterial system. You get an injection, you're going to make changes inside the same system because you're dealing with spike proteins that, you know, navigate towards your lung cells. They create this cytokine storm. Watch for people to say, you know, I feel short of breath when they re-encounter this virus because they have an an uh, antibody-dependent enhancement. These symptoms are going to occur and what a lot of us are trying to warn about is please don't blame this on... COVID. I mean, please don't blame this on COVID because you had a vaccination. There are other things to consider here, right? So it's my professional opinion and the the opinion of many other people that um, what we might see this coming fall and winter, uh, because we know, and and I want to read this to your listeners really quick. This is part of informed consent, okay? And this is from This is directly from the National Library of Medicine, the NIH, the National Center for Biotechnology Information. And it's about informed consent disclosure for the vaccine trials. I want people to know that you cannot label this as a vaccine yet. I know we say vaccine, um, but it's, it's actually not really a vaccine yet. You are part of a phase three clinical experiment. And there are informed consent laws that your doctor is supposed to be giving you before you accept this this injection and at the conclusion of this now this is from the government all right this is what the media is not telling you this is what this is what your physicians aren't telling you i can't imagine anyone would play russian roulette with their bodies this way but that's my personal opinion um but at the end of this here's the conclusions and i want people to hear this Conclusions drawn from the study and clinical implications, the specific and significant COVID-19 risk of antibody dependent enhancement should have been and should be prominently and independently disclosed to research subjects currently in vaccine trials, as well as those being recruited for the trials and future patients after vaccine approval in order to meet the medical ethics standard of patient comprehension or informed consent. Do you believe
0: that people have been informed. Uh, I mean, the, of course, no doubt. Uh, well, not only that, you know, not only have they not been informed, but anytime you you raise a question about it, you either get taken down off of Facebook or Twitter, you get blocked, you get suspended. Um, there are companies that, that won't allow even a discussion or a dissent among their ranks uh, in the corporate world. So, you know, even sitting across the table from your friends, the minute you say it, you're an anti-vaxxer. And what's interesting is, you know, for me, Maria, I'm not like I, I, um, I actually as, as recently as 2019, I interviewed a doctor from NYU medical school and, and he changed my mind on the flu shot. I had gone years taking the flu shot. Then I went like five years without taking it. And he started talking about herd immunity and all these things. I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I get it. He's like, so, you know, there are very few adverse effects to the flu shot. And if you get it, all it, what it might do is help you get over it quicker. And in your line of work, you need every help you get. I, I literally, for 10 years, I would get I would lose my voice and get an upper respiratory infection, flu, cold, whatever, almost the same time every year, like clockwork, late January, early February. Since I started doing hot yoga three years ago, I have not had so much as a cold. And that's only being enhanced with now with with the, the CBD oil tincture, with my diet. Now I'm adding the fasting in. My intention is to live to the ripe old age of 84, which I told my kids I had a dream. I don't think I'm living past 84. But, you know, as kooky as that may sound, that's a good life. And if I can live a good 80 years in healthy, feeling good, enjoying life, then I'd rather that than be attached to a machine or something else or all drugged up for the next six or seven years. But back to your point, um, anytime you try to get the information out, you are labeled as anti-vax, anti-science, anti-medicine. So I would say that people are not informed by virtue of the fact that the pro-coronavirus vaccine trial people are hostile. And I've always said, and actually it's a great segue to my last point that I want to wrap up this uh, conversation with you about, that is the misinformation that's going out. Um, anyone who died with coronavirus, and and Maria, you know this, that the CDC reports now all those 500,000 deaths are reported as with COVID, not from COVID. The CDC was very careful with that, I suspect, because they don't want to get sued down the line because they do know the truth, but the media is so damn lazy and corrupt, they never call them out on it. So they change. It's not from COVID, it's with COVID. That said, um, when, when you look at that, Every time someone dies, heart attack, diabetes complications, you know, they're 75 pounds overweight, whatever it is, they have a stroke. If they tested positive, even though we know the PCR cycle thresholds were way too high and it's inaccurate, they were counted as a COVID death. Yet when it comes to the vaccine, there have been more than 2,100 reported deaths as of April 2nd, specifically relating back to a a reaction after getting the COVID vaccine, the COVID vaccine trial. But that number is not reported. Johnson & Johnson gets suspended or voluntarily suspends because at the recommendation of the CDC and the FDA, after six women had complications with blood clots, one died. The media is now reporting on the six and saying six out of 7 million, you shouldn't have suspended the trial. But then you look and say, wait a minute. Why is no one talking about these 2,100 people who have died? And why is it that if I die with a comorbidity, I'm listed COVID, even if it's a probable COVID death, but when it comes to the vaccine, no. If they can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt behind any scientific measure, um, then we're not gonna count that, it's still safe. And they're literally saying it to this day, it's still safe, get your shot so we can reopen. Anyway, that was a way long-winded intro, but I'm all fired up about this.
1: Three points on that, um, you know, one only two only about ten percent of those adverse reactions get reported. So that is that is a known statistic um, from us, you know, in the field of research. This is what we know about only ten percent of those things actually get reported. Um, secondly, I'll give you I'll give you an example of 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 why this is this is so scary. Um, so you've got thousands of people that have actually literally died. That doesn't, that doesn't include the ones that, that, you know, have lifelong, you know, Bell's palsy or um, other neurological disorders, you know, as a result of this, that we're not even counting those. We're just looking at deaths right now. That's just deaths. But um, I, I can tell you that in January, February, um, we had over almost 800 pages of adverse reactions, right? Um, over 800 pages in the VAERS system. So what I don't understand is why, um, you know, let's say you get a piece of lettuce that, you know, has E. coli on it. Um, There's a recall, right? It only affected these populations and only, you know, three people died from it, but they still died. So we're going to recall, you know, the entire lot and we're going to keep people safe. But because this is emergency use, use authorization and that this is an experiment, they're allowed to let as many people die as will die, because these people have free will. They've said, go ahead, I accept the jab. They've basically said, I've been informed and I consent. And it's no big deal. This is what I don't understand was why I don't I don't understand why people don't make that that I, I guess that that analogy and look at it and say, you know, we've been kept safer from lesser things. <laughs> huh, right? That's but an interesting I,
0: point. I, you know, to that point, actually, when they recall the lettuce to to further your example. The lettuce doesn't stay on the shelf. It all comes off the shelf. When they pause this Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the dispensaries, the places that are vaccine centers are still keeping that exact same vaccine. And they, the health officials, including in New Jersey, we heard it publicly yesterday, saying when the suspension is over, we'll be able to redistribute this same vaccine. And I'm like- In
1: Denver, they closed for one day. So they closed early, around noon, you know, at at a Pfizer back site, right? So yeah. they closed early for a day, you know. We'll we'll resume operations tomorrow. But do you think that do you does that mean that we're does we're, we're going to stop having you know so, adverse reactions?
0: <laughs> where where does this go, Maria? I I I think that you know sometimes. um It'll it it will be around the edges. I don't expect that there'll be you know a hundred million people that are going to all of a sudden get sick. I'm sure your body handles it differently. The people who are younger and healthier will uh, overcome even being injected. If it was going to cause them a compromise, what what's the long term uh, uh, danger that you're concerned about for people who are? You know, on the edge. They're not that healthy. I mean, it's easy to say to people, "Hey, lose some weight." You know, get back in shape. I'm a proponent of healthy lifestyle living. I have been for a long time since I stopped smoking about uh, 20 years ago. God, I loved every cigarette though. But anyway, that's a whole other story. I I I smoked in the Marines. I I would put the cigarette out and then go for the run. But anyway, here I am, and I, I don't smoke anymore. And I'm sure that's not the healthiest lifestyle, but. But, they, you know, I'm not an at-risk person. And if there were comorbidities with me, they would have come out with, with you know, my lifestyle years ago. But, you know, they haven't. So I don't consider myself at risk. Uh, I'm very healthy. There are a lot of people that aren't. And they'll sit there and you and I talked offline about the big meal that you get. Or we started this conversation with the big portions that you get at some of these chain restaurants. Here's a mound of pasta. Not good for you. What's the downside going forward Um with people and their their weakened immune systems if, if that is the effect that they have from the vaccine.
1: Right, so so what you'll have is you'll have this synthetic response, right? So either you can call it a Trojan horse or you can call it, you know, this big synthetic response and then you'll have your innate response over here, right? So what you have to do is, you know, this, this response renders this one weaker all right so disabled dysfunctional and what do i always preach about is you know a functional immune response it can tackle anything you know a functional and immune response can either reverse cancers prevent cancers you know prevent blood clots this is what your body does naturally so even though i don't understand the fear it's because i'm aware of what your body's potential is a lot of people aren't right so they're listening to the mainstream media or they're listening to you know i I listen to the science well no you don't you're listening to paid scientists that's let's make this distinction okay because the ones who aren't paid are trying to tell the truth about what these possibilities are my personal opinion and my professional opinion are the same thing. What I would be concerned about in the future are, you know, ramped up autoimmune diseases because now you have this Trojan, right? After you've had this injection. Nobody knows, this is an experiment, all right? This has never been done before. Nobody knows what the long-term effects of this are going to be, nobody, nobody. But what we do know are what we expect the short-term effects to be and we're already seeing that play out. My concern is that cancers increase, autoimmune diseases increase, pulmonary arterial hypertension increases, permanent lung injury increases, all of these things. So these are my concerns. What do I believe you can do about it? Even, you know, post injection, this isn't hopeless. Okay. I don't, there's a lot of hopelessness out there. And I don't want people to
0: feel like this is absolutely- Maria, I'm thinking of the nurse. I'm thinking of the nurse. I'm thinking of my buddies who are doctors who were not allowed to go back into the homes to treat their patients unless they took the jab. So they did. And everyone was like, yeah, I felt crappy for a couple of days. The longest I heard was seven days. Wow, that's worse than COVID for most people. But, but now they've taken it. So now do they have to you know, change and adjust their lifestyle potentially yeah. to undo yeah. it? What would you recommend?
1: So 100%, so go back to your go up to go, go back to propping up your innate immunity. And the way you do that, there are components that are, that, that you can use that are organic. They're, well, I don't want to say organic, but they're naturally occurring substance, substances and they're things that are present in the cells in your body already. right. So as we get older, we lose some of these things, you know, you start to lose glutathione, you lose your ability to process it, you know, all of these things. And I'd like to tell people, by the way, um, I say this on Twitter a lot, but you know, everybody says ivermectin, ivermectin, ivermectin fantastic. It's a fantastic a drug already on the market, you know, um, hydroxychloroquine. We we knew that it worked, but it works in a different way. It's not as healthy, in my opinion, um, to use as like an ivermectin would be. But again, that's a synthetic. You know what works like ivermectin? It's the same exact same glut- glutamate pathway that it, that is used by ivermectin, and that's glutathione. But you're not going to hear about that because uh, natural what remedies- What is it? Glutathione? Glutathione. Glutathione is present in that tincture that you take every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great for muscle recovery and it's present. The tincture
0: is great. Just body. to plug that for a minute, the, the, this, this uh, B2 natural uh, thing that you concocted, it's great. I, our, you know, Sleep is more regular. I feel good. And um, it's just, you know, it's ongoing because I don't think you can just change your lifestyle and then say, okay, I do this one thing and I'm going to stay healthy. You got to do all the things.
1: You got to do all the things. And you know what? Uh, realistically, people aren't going to do that, right? So the reason, the reason for this formulary in general, and this is, you know, I know that this is, this is coming from a spiritual place and many people might resonate with this and many people might not, but you know, this I patented in 2019, it's a pending patent, right? And it's a natural patent, which you can't really do except for it is the combination um, of this formula that's really getting the job done for people. Um, so you can research any of these ingredients on their own and see how capable they are of making you feel great and boosting that immune response. It does more than that. It does more than that, which I know that, you know, your wife knows and many other people that take it know, but when you take quercetin glutathione, L-lysine, ascorbyl palmitate, which is a vitamin C, um, and selenium and zinc, and you take those and you combine those with a cannabinoid isolate, and you access the receptors on your immune cells, and then you deliver them this conglomeration, right? This, this compound all in one compound, and you're literally delivering all of the nutrients that your cells need. And you know, this isn't going to be overwhelming this anymore. So this was the example I gave, this is your synthetic new response, but it renders this one just a little bit too weak and helpless. So you get, you know, you have susceptibilities to other things that you've previously encountered that you would normally be able to just handle and you can't handle it anymore because this is weak, right? So you can prop this up. So this is what our physician friends can do. I have physician friends that they were forced by insurance companies. If you wanna start, this is how they're getting around it. This is how, because you can't force someone to take a vaccine, but this is what what they're doing. The insurance companies are coming in and saying, yeah, you can't be forced to take this vaccine, but this is in this person's medical plan. We made it this way. So if you wanna see this person and you wanna build their insurance, you're gonna have to take the vaccine. Wow. that how they're getting around it and i've got multiple examples of friends physician friends who have been coerced right and what's going to happen well i guess we'll we'll get um we'll get covid 19 um vaccination cards on the black market because i can tell you there's no way in hell i would ever take it
0: no, I, I won't either. And it's already happening. I've had uh, I've had uh, folks calling the, the show, talking about how there are a couple of union shops out and around this area. They're already selling cards for twenty five bucks a pop. Can you imagine? I mean, it's no no surprise. And you know, and there's a battle among the schools. The schools are forcing the kids. Uh, Rutgers, a state university, which is a total disgrace, they get a billion dollars of taxpayer money. They're forcing the kids to vaccine. Uh, or they won't be allowed on campus. And uh, most of the schools, though, I will give them credit are saying no to that. And I, I think that just a, a, a quick glance at the numbers, you know, kids are not susceptible. We know beyond a doubt, they're not super spreaders. Uh, we know the safest place for them is interacting with other humans and exchanging bacteria. We know that. So it, it's, it's really based on a fantasy to begin with. But I think you're right. I think there's a lot of coercion going on Um, Look, this fight continues, Maria. It's always great to see you. I will, uh, in the article that I post this in on my website, I will. uh, I want to link to everything you send. So send me an email with the links that you want. To be associated with some of the things yeah. that you've mentioned, and uh, and then I'm gonna I will put a link to uh, to your company as well, so people know the products that uh, that I'm proud to use. And and uh, look, it's natural stuff works. Your your body just needs to be strengthened and things, right? I mean, and that's not everybody.
1: I know that you I know that you have seen um, you know many of the before and afters, but when you actually see it when you actually understand how powerful you are, it is absolutely incredible. I mean, incredible what yeah. your body's capable of doing. It's, you know, I, I know that even I personally have been, um, I, I guess just spiritually, just I'm excited. and And I feel like, you know, for the first time in probably several years that there's not only hope, but I am absolutely indestructible. You, you know, there's nothing that I don't think that I can get over, but I'm also a proponent of my own, you know, and, and I don't, and I don't care people can go and they can get the ingredients separately and at yeah. least supplement themselves, do something for yourself. Not, I mean, I don't yeah. you know if it, I'm not here to say, Hey, go get my stuff. I don't, I personally will never go off of it, but you know, you can take any one of those ingredients and supplement yourself and do better than what you could do with an injection. And I say that, um, as factual it's
0: a fact i love fact. it real science thank you maria it is always great to talk to you i'll have you back on next month and we'll uh we'll certainly keep the fight going and any right. update we'll uh, update our listeners for sure thanks thank you.